Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is series two, episode 105, and I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, as always. Uh, we are now beginning our study of the Come Follow Me uh, materials for this week, diving back into some routine uh, with this study. Uh, we're in April 13th to April 19th, covering Mosiah chapter 1 to 3, which the title is Filled with Love Towards God and All Men. Great title. And... Um, we're going to begin with the first section of the personal scripture study part, uh, which covers Mosiah chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. Receiving the word of God requires preparation. And I just love this. We are diving straight in with uh, the obviously the account of the people gathering to hear King Benjamin uh, after he's made his proclamation throughout the land. Uh, it says in verse 1, And it came to pass that after Mosiah had done as his father had commanded him, and had made a proclamation throughout all the land, that the people gathered themselves together throughout all the land, that they might go up to the temple to hear the words which King Benjamin should speak unto them. So as we know, this speech was delivered by King Benjamin at the temple, and it's one of the great temple speeches or sermons that we have in the Book of Mormon. We've had one already from Jacob uh, in Jacob chapter, well, in the early chapters of Jacob. We obviously have King Benjamin. We also know we also know that the Savior Himself gives one as well, and they are very uh, pivotal moments and speeches within the Nephite history. Nephite's history, uh, and so this is something which we should be looking forward to. Um, we know uh, that King Benjamin led with such a great, um, well, great influence. Uh, Spencer J. Condy. In his uh, narrative of the Book of Mormon said this, quote, From King Benjamin, we can learn a very positive lesson on leadership. Circumstances do not always need to remain the same. Leaders can make a difference. Faith in the Lord and high expectations can bring about a mighty change of heart among an entire people, close quote. And we certainly see that when people like Jacob and then King Benjamin and then the Saviour um, did um you know, lead the people in that righteousness. Uh, and we see, uh, which we'll be looking at over the next two weeks, because of course, Mosiah 1 to 3 only really covers half of what King Benjamin say, say, says to his people. Um, we'll see just the impact that this uh, leadership has. And we should take hope and faith in the fact that as leaders in our areas, whether we are a leader in the church or a leader in our, in our careers, or if we are a leader within our own home uh, and, and within our families, that we can have that impact uh, and, and make things happen uh, through the faith that we have. Uh, going on to Mosiah chapter 2, verse 3, uh, it says, And they also took of the first things of their flocks, that they might offer sacrifice and burnt offerings according to the law of Moses. So we see here the preparation beginning. And I love this because we were told uh, that general conference would be memorable, but it would be unforgettable as we made those preparations of studying the restoration, immersing ourselves in the, the words of the first vision, studying the Book of Mormon and so on, listening to the words of President Nelson. And we certainly saw that those of us that did that preparation, I am likely, if I was a betting man, to bet that the people that came away with the most from conference were the people that put the most preparation into it. Uh, and that is always the the case with uh, with um, personal uh, learning and study. Um, it certainly has an impact. What, of course, is an interesting point is that they were offering the first things of their flocks. Now, we know that obviously that was a condition on the um, law of Moses at the time, that the people had to sacrifice the very best, uh, the, the perfect, uh, you know, offering without blemish. And this is obviously a foreshadowing of the Saviour Jesus Christ. It is interesting that they do this uh, before 
they then have this big um, change of heart uh, and also, you know, a lot of parallels with the saviour and what his sacrifice would be. But also, um, I like the idea of having to, you know, of needing to worship before then receiving great um, endowments or, or learning great blessings from on high. There's a lot of great temple analogy there. And I think that is a really um, key uh, learning point. In Mosiah chapter 2, verse 5, it's uh, the, the famous quote about the tents. It says, And it came to pass that when they came up to the temple, they pitched their tents round about, every man according to his family, consisting of his wife and his sons and his daughters and their sons and their daughters, from the eldest down to the youngest, every family being separate one from another. Um, obviously, we can really relate to this. I think that this is something which, you know, we've had an idea of, oh, you know, we can all, you know, be with our families and, and learn together and, you know, learning in the home is important but actually this situation we find ourselves in right now where a huge proportion of people in the world are separate from each other uh, and you know necessarily so because of this um, the virus that is um, rampaging through the land it is something which applies to us very directly today general conference was a literal you know parallel of this where we were literally in our own homes in our own tents as it were um, pointing them toward um, the the, the the leader of the time and our spiritual their spiritual leader as well and of course our spiritual leader is is president russell m nelson and so it was a very direct analogy uh, that we could draw on uh, was was conference this time around uh, at this point in the world that we live in and it's so important for our youth and our children to see that in april 2006 called in a talk called our rising generation um this was said by Elder Ronald A. Rasband when he was in the presidency of the 70, when he said, quote, In an early Book of Mormon time, the members of the church also gathered near a temple to receive instruction from their prophet and leader. Late in his life, King Benjamin called upon fathers to bring their families together to give them counsel and admonitions. I love the imagery of these verses. Figuratively speaking, brethren, are the doors of our homes pitched toward the temples we so love? Do we attend as often as we can, showing our children through our example the importance of these sacred and special places? As recorded in Mosiah, families receive the word of the Lord through their prophet with enthusiasm and commitment. The people were so moved by King Benjamin's teachings that they entered a new covenant to follow Jesus Christ. Um, however, there is a sad epilogue to this story we learn later in mosiah concerning those who were but little children in the tents at the time of king benjamin's sermon um now it came to pass that there were many of the rising generation that could not understand the words of king benjamin being little children at the time he spake unto his people and they did not believe the tradition of their fathers what happened to that rising generation brethren why didn't the young children accept the righteous traditions of their fathers? More importantly, here we are centuries later in a day of many temples and constant prophetic direction, and what of our rising generation? Do we have a reason to be concerned? Certainly we do. Close quote. And that's a very important point to remember, that whilst we may have been blessed with great general conferences recently and such spiritual direction from, uh, from living prophets and apostles, we need to make sure that this excitement and enthusiasm is filtering down to our children as well, and that they see that excitement and enthusiasm. Are, were they seeing us trying to watch all the sessions of conference, or did they see us just kind of putting it off till later uh, at a time when they, you know, maybe wouldn't have had the the experience of having part of it? Um, it's very, it was, you know, it's a very important point um, that we prepare our homes and families to receive the the word with enthusiasm as well. 
In verse 6 it says, And they pitched their tents round about the temple, every man having his tent with the door thereof towards the temple, that thereby they might remain in their tents and hear the words which King Benjamin should speak unto them. What's interesting is that in an OY number 60 uh, in, from Book of Mormon Central called Why Did the Nephites Stay in Their Tents for King Benjamin's Speech? Um, you know, it, it's not really explained so much why the people brought their tents within the, within the, within the text itself. You know, why had they put up tents and gathered together around the temple with like that? Why did they stay in their tents? Well, a lot of scholars have argued that this gathering was like other um, ancient uh, gatherings around the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles or Sukkot in Hebrew. Uh, this this was not just a one-off speech, but this was actually part of a festival or, or a religious uh, time for them. And it has a lot of symbolism with and parallels with experiences in Deuteronomy and Exodus and, uh, and other areas in the um, Old Testament where these speeches took place. For example, traveling to the temple was something that happened both in that time and in this example with Mosiah, staying in their booths or their tents. Um, having a speaker on a platform, having sacrifices happening through this time, reading the law and renewing covenants and commandments, um, blood of the covenant being applied to the people, blessings on them and a ritual response uh, by the people who have been listening. All of these things happen throughout the Old Testament and are evident in this example. Now, of course, the prophet Joseph Smith, you know, looking at the um, the historical accuracy of this, I suppose he could have looked through the Old Testament and picked out these points, but they are scattered throughout the Old Testament. It's not, they're not all lit, put there in, in one place. And so the, the uh, likelihood of, of him being able to pick those all those out and then putting them all together in with this speech of King Benjamin is very unlikely. The most likely is that this is a historical account of a spiritual event that took place with these people. Uh, and so, you know, it's just a really important point to make. Finally, in verse eight, um, King Benjamin begins to speak. Um, and this speech, obviously, as we know, has an impact for generations. Obviously, there are some that that lose uh, the blessings of it because they didn't understand it or get the full blessings. But John W. Welch said this, quote, uh, Benjamin's monumental speech became a type of constitutional document in Nephite culture. The fact that if each family was given a copy of this speech facilitated its far-reaching impact. Shortly after Benjamin's death, Mosiah sent Ammon and 15 other emissaries to the land of Nephi. When they found Limhi and his people, Ammon rehearsed unto them the last words which King Benjamin had taught, and the people of Limhi followed Benjamin's pattern and entered into a covenant with God. Almost a century later, Helaman spoke to his sons, admonishing them to remember the words which King Benjamin spake unto his people, close quote. And so as we read them today, we need to understand the impact that these words had. Whilst there were people a generation later that uh, fell away from this truth, including, to begin with, Alma the Younger and others, um, it was something which had a far-reaching impact for many generations. And so as we study this, I hope that we try and uh, apply it with great impact into our lives and do that preparation to do so. I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, or you can email session at gmail.com, or you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, and it'd be great to hear your thoughts there. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again.